0: listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Billman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcast. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello and welcome. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at WaitingForNextYear.com. Also, coming soon to Evergreen Podcast. If you love Baker Mayfield banter, well, uh, it's been quite a week. For you and for Baker, a lot of debate and instant analysis on Baker Mayfield from across the country. Everyone's talking about him. Not in the best ways either all the time. Also, should Baker be playing with his current injury? And let's add that to Odell being pissed off. And oh, yeah, Jarvis Landry doing what he always does, busting his ass, playing with broken ribs. Anyone surprised by that? I'm not, but I do hope he's okay. Uh, What a fun week in Berea. Yay. No. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and and then, uh, to, to help here, uh, the Buckeyes are back, brother. The Buckeyes are back, getting ready to play Nebraska. I'm fired up about that. Uh, that should cheer us up, Browns fans, if you're also an Ohio State fan, which many of you are. <laughs> Boilermakers,
1: Boilermakers, Rondell Moore. Okay, sure. Look out, Hawkeyes. Look so that's going to help.
0: We'll do a Buckeyes preview. But first... You're very well. I was going to come up with some sort of adjective, but I don't have one. You're four and two Browns.
1: Cleveland Browns, the quote machine Browns. This sure. is the, the, this is the week for the first time we have gone back into the vortex of if you turn on first take, you turn on whatever that show is called on Fox One, you turn on anything in the middle of the day. Mike Greenberg, Baker Mayfield. We think about this. Danowarowski, what do you think about ba- Baker Mayfield? What do you think about Baker Mayfield? What do you think about Baker Mayfield? The Baker Mayfield storyline and machine is at full go. We are in hyperdrive. You better fucking believe we're going to talk about that on Cleveland Beyond. And to be honest with you, um, I, I, you know, the opinions, obviously, I don't agree with all of them. I know probably Jared doesn't either, for sure. But I do think the narrative is appropriate. Um, this is a big story. Baker Mayfield at the end of 2018 was thought to be the, you know, the savior for our Browns. And right now that is really in question. So for people out there who are sick of the Baker Mayfield story, I can understand it. I do think it's appropriate. I think it's a very interesting topic. And again, it reminds me of Lindor being traded. Hmm. I think these topics are fair and accurate. Uh, The other big thing this week to me, Jared, before we get into Mayfield land is this is the first time all year we've really heard from the players, you know, this felt like a Freddie kitchens week. You, you heard from Odell. I listened today to, I actually listened this morning to Kareem Hunt. Um, a lot of players going through the, the turn mill of press conferences and being quoted in press. Van Pelt had a very spirited press conference this week. So, you know, Jared, for the first time, I'm not saying we're falling back to the kitchens because I don't think that, but this is the first time, Jared, I felt like, wow, like we are back. The one to no mantra is there. They're saying it, but, doesn't feel like one and zero mantra during a week. This has been a lot of banter from the Browns this week. A lot of banter.
0: Well, you can do two things with that. You can collapse and fold and 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 fall on top of yourself over on top of yourself in Cincinnati, right. which is in play. Or you can be led by a coach like Stefanski, who will hopefully help them to channel all of this mm-hmm. into taking it all out on Cincinnati this Sunday. I hope that the latter is what we're looking at. I hope that they go into Cincinnati focused and ready to take it out on the Bengals. I hope that they go in there to not only show everyone else, but themselves that, Hey, this isn't just going to fall apart. This isn't like every other Browns team. Now I get it. Odell is pissed for the same reasons that I'm pissed. Can we beat the teams that we absolutely need to start beating? If we are going to take that next next step, But what I will say is this. They have already taken the steps necessary to get to four and two. So it's hard for me to really be overly concerned yet when we've got to do one thing at a time, one foot in front of the other. I think they've done that. And Mm -hmm. they have an opportunity to then beat those teams on the back end of the season and improve over time. If we want to circle back to Baker – Boy, oh boy, there's your issue. We don't know right now. I don't know if Baker's going to be the guy. I, I got to say it. But do I want to say what Stephen A said? Am I telling, am I trying to, to get Odell and, and, and Jarvis Landry out of Cleveland as far as they can go and, and throwing it? No, no, no. Listen, I don't need the theatrics. All right? right. Stephen, 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 you're very good at what you do. You're very good. You're very talented. But if anyone watches Stephen A Smith, and get sucked into the theatrics, you have to realize it's all a show. It's all a show. It's entertainment. It is sports entertainment. So let's calm down on the talk of getting those guys to run out of town after a, a terrible game against the Steelers.
1: Well, that's the kind of crap that I do disagree with with Stephen A. Smith. Right. Uh, I that's, thought what he said was was really wrong and was just creating headlines and stir, Was was, was right. what you that's just said. Which is what no no, it is what you just said. You're right. yeah. And and here's my bigger thing with stuff like that. It's wrong. Um, we Landry and Odell Beckham actually, you can the biggest difference, here's why he's so wrong. Last year, I would not have agreed with it either, but I would have heard it because I saw fraction, I saw friction. The one thing I was gonna allude to, I don't even going through all these press conferences though, everyone's still aligned to me. I'm not seeing the islands, I'm not seeing bakers group. I'm not saying Landy know, like Odell's group. I'm not saying like the defense splitting up and you feel that. The only thing that I will say about this, which I will look, we're going to have to digest it after the Bengals game because it's hard to determine whether this is good or bad yet, obviously, as we don't know the outcome. But the one thing that's very true and very clear, not only were Jared Watson, myself, Holly Wetzel, other Browns fans pissed about the Steelers' loss. The Browns were pissed because Odell Beckham was frustrated this week. Um, you can hear the underlying tone from Baker Mayfield being frustrated this week. You got that from Hunt, and you certainly got that from Jarvis even a little bit, and you certainly got that from Van Pelt. I thought Van Pelt had a spirited um, press conference this week. So the Browns were pissed. Now let's get to the headliner here in Mayfield. Mayfield, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I'll say it again. To me, the bigger conversation with Mayfield is, and there's actually now a new storyline too about his injury. But let's get to the big one. It's not about Keenum and Mayfield. It's about will Mayfield be the quarterback 2021 and beyond. And I, I'll say it again. I don't think you're going to even know that after the Bengals game. I think it's going to take you all 10 games, especially those two games later in the year. Even if the Browns lose, I don't think that's going to determine this thing. I think they're going to need him to play it out and see. Now that's going to really ding him, but I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to be the final straw. The one thing though about Mayfield that he is definitely feeling and you can see it, right now Mayfield is fighting through his career in Cleveland. And we kind of said that already after the Baltimore loss and he had to get that back against the Bengals. He just it almost feels like again, I don't think it's a mu- I really don't think it's a must win for this team. But but if he wins, a lot of this pressure, like like taking something out and getting the infection out does take a lot of this pressure off again, Jared. It really, really, really does.
0: I mean, going to five and two is always going to be a good thing. Five and two is a beautiful record, right? right. Five and two. Right. Four and three, you're teetering. And four and three, you know, a teetering on 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 in a, in a, a game that you should win, Andy. Rookie quarterback. A game that you yes. should win. Better team. So, yes. But the problem is we're going into
1: this game, and the Browns are only a three-point favorite
0: in Cincinnati.
1: I saw. I was going to bring that up. And by the way, that line has gone down. It was at four, four and a half earlier in the week. So there's a lot of money going on the Bengals in this game.
0: And a lot of that has to do with the fact that what the Bengals put up points last week. Yep. So
1: Burrow's go quarterback. Burrow can play.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, well, Burrow can play. And this is going to come down to also that defense, that defensive line being able to to put that pressure on Burrow and make him <laughs> make the rookie mistakes, See, and for Miles Garrett to to get a couple of sacks.
1: See, I was going to actually say in this game, the hidden secret to me is not the offense. Is I think the offense will score. I think the offense will do its thing. Right. Can the defense do enough to slow down the yards after the catch and keep Burrow contained? Right. And, and by the way, it just isn't a Browns thing. He did a nice job. Burrow played well against the Colts. So it's not just a Browns thing. I mean, Burrow can play. I'm telling you, Burrow can play. So that's a bigger question here. Let's get, I want to swing this back to Mayfield. though.
0: Okay? Yeah, so do I. Because I, I have an issue with always hearing Baker talk about how he does. He turns off the noise. He doesn't hear what all, you know, what, what, what's going on in the media. Yet he always has something snarky to say regarding, you know, <laughs> yes, it it's okay. like if you're not paying attention, then how come you got the little digs ready all the time, all the time? This stuff mentally affects him more than he admits. You can see it. You can see it. So there's still some maturity there that he needs to have a little bit more emotional intelligence and understand that this stuff does suck, that he doesn't like hearing that, that people think that he's going to turn out to be terrible. I don't know that he's recognized that. I don't know that he's recognized that it matters to him more than he wants to admit.
1: I think, I think Baker's going through a huge transition. That's why I'm saying like he is fighting for his career in Cleveland, not in the NFL through Cleveland. And I think that's why he's having comments like, quote, I don't give a damn what they say. Yeah. They get paid to talk. We get paid to do our work, end quote. Now, that's of good for Baker Mayfield. Last year, it would have been more of a paragraph. So this year, to only have one sentence is true. But this is the line that I really took in. And I didn't mind it. I actually liked it. This is the quote, though, that got to me. Quote, the feeling throughout our building after that loss, 4-2, and two, has never felt so much like 0-6 before. That's because we have very high expectations for ourselves, end quote. There, I thought that quote rang a lot stronger to me. The first one was like, he doesn't like it. He he is paying, I agree with Jared, he is paying attention to it. He looks drained. He looks very, very, I will also say though, he looks very focused. And I'm hoping that focus comes out into play on the field. I think Mayfield is very, very aware of what's going on. And I do think that's good. He is not shying away from, I have a lot of pressure on me. I know I have to step up and play well, but as we're learning, that does not mean it's going to happen. But I will say from my perspective, I think Mayfield's very aware of this week in this game. Very well. And I think he's feeling the pressure. I mean, you can see it in his face. I just, Um, I cannot mm -hmm.
0: stop thinking about my issue with him having trouble going through his reads and wondering how, how much trouble he's having seeing Mm -hmm. the field. I, there's just the fact that he holds on the ball as long as he does and I've th- 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 that was that's something that also blows my mind is that yes, he was pressured a lot yeah, a lot yep. and he was hit. Uh, so I mean i I get that but at the same time, when you start to look at the fact that he had the ball longer than any quarterback in the NFL last Sunday, you start to realize that he put that stuff on himself because he's not going through his progressions because he's getting skittish in the pocket again. He made, he made some of the worst throws I've seen him make the entire season. So Andy, I I can't, this stuff's got to stop. No, no, it does. He did mistakes because he's done this. And he he's repeating his mistakes. And that is what's starting to get frustrating.
1: No, dude, I'm going to bring up Marissa McCool's note here. Marissa McCool on Facebook. The heat on Mayfield, despite when the winning record feels reminiscent of Hoyer. I think we're so starved for a consistent team that every week feels much more to do or die than most teams on a weekly basis. I'll say this, Marissa. I actually think Mayfield is different because the Browns are actually ready to win. Hoyer, that whole experience, and I. It's a fair comparison. That was a that was surprising. They didn't. I didn't think the Browns were gonna be seven four after that Thursday night win. This or whatever it was, six and three or whatever it was back in, um, in Hoyer's year. This team, though, even going into last year, yes, I yes, it's been weird because we thought going into the season the Browns were gonna be as great because of what was going on, but now they've been playing well. But honestly, I the one thing about this team though, a lot of nameplate talent. And a lot of talent in good positions. And this isn't they they aren't like older veterans. These these guys are ready to win now. The one thing that's consistent from everyone that I love, Hunt, I'm just here to win. Odell, I'm just here to win. Landry, I'm just here to win. Baker, I'm just here to win. And that is a great mantra. And I will say, that is not what we heard last year or years prior. So that mantra of the drumbeat is there. And that's why I'm saying I don't see friction. I'm not seeing fractures. But to what you're saying on Mayfield, is it do or die? Well, right now it is for him. And it's because he's not playing well. And it's because Nick Chubb's out and he needs to do things to lift this team. And he does not have half-assed wide receivers. He's got very, very good talent around him. Hooper's good too. So he has weapons around him. He has to use them. It's a lot of pressure. But he's the pressure is fair because he is the number one overall draft pick. He has wanted the spotlight. So the spotlight is now on him. And now it's time for him to perform and you can't do a Hulu commercial. You got to go out there and throw touchdowns. Well,
0: and and the other, the other issue is Andy, when we stop talking about how poorly the secondary and the defense can be at times, and we're focused on Baker, that's just not a good thing. That's just not a good thing. It's it's
1: not, it should
0: not be what we're talking about right now. We should not be in a position where we have to sit here and talk about the issues that Baker is having at quarterback. And he is just having them period the numbers tell it all
1: well jared and something else i want to get into too it goes deeper than that mayfield's date up and there was an interesting comment on bull and fox that i found that i want to talk about real quick (laughs) this is a spiro dds who's i actually like spiro he does a good job on cbs i enjoy him i'm glad to hear he's doing the game this week yeah he said this quote i guess he talked to me um i guess he got some vibe or talked to mayfield quote to be honest this is from spiro quote to be honest it's not better but it's just something I'm going to have to deal with talking about Baker and all his right. ribs and it's bothering him to follow through. And this is where the situation is tricky because Baker wants to play and, ba- and by the way, and we're all talking about all this different stuff and Baker's hurt. So that's why Jared, I think the story is even bigger and it is what it is because there's this whole outlier of how hurt is he? He's denying he's hurt. They're well, saying he's ready to play. So you got it. So you got figures ready to play. And then you hear reports like this yesterday you know and by the way this is typical sports i'm not saying this is a, that unusual i
0: mean Savansky said he feels way better than he did the week that's, prior right i mean right. that was all right so listen let me ask you this case keenum right. comes in and 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 throws you know uh, against cincinnati what are we okay with that i mean i why not take that week
1: here's he's going he's
0: got that week and then he can go in and have another by, you know
1: I'm with you. I, I'm with why you. Why not? Why not? This is a
0: game where you could where you could do that. Now, granted, it makes it more difficult because you just had your ass handed to you in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So it, it does make it more difficult to make that call. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about the long term, if you're talking about being ready to win down the wire when you're starting to put playoffs in contention, then why not do that now? Why not yep. do that now?
1: No, no. I, look, I'm with you <laughs> on this whole thing of if, oh, well, there's two prongs to this. The Browns, here's the other point, too, to what Marissa was asking earlier. The Browns are actually in win now, because they have a chance to make the playoffs. They're always in win now, it's professional sports. But it, for someone like, they got to start winning now. And the other big thing is, too, to what you're saying, the Browns are at a point where Keenan versus Steelers is scary. If we're all being fair and honest, you know, if, if Brave Mayfield is hurt and he can't follow through, getting him healthy for that downstretch is much bigger right now than playing a Bengals game on a Sunday. Because those games later in the year are huge. And I agree right. with Jared. If he could use that week and a half and it, and it could help a lot, well, that's yeah. something they should really consider.
0: I mean, Marissa says the same thing on Facebook again. Is someone from Minneapolis who watched Case play in, a, in that in that system I'm at the very least not scared of what would happen if yeah. he came in. Yeah, King I agree. Right.
1: I bye. go, good, good point, Marissa. I, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And that's, and that's a nice thing here. By the way, Philip Kords, who I love, Philip, yeah, I so. with him. By the way, I'm sorry to hear you're laid off, Phil. I, hope I you was waiting job, for the right bro.
0: moment to put that one up there. Yeah, Phil, I know. He said there's, there's some, yeah. there's some pluses to being laid hey, off right hey, now. Hey, hey,
1: we love in. you. We love yeah. you, buddy. I hope Thanks you get a me. job, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I know it's been or a We're going to get a job. Relax a little bit, kind of figure out what you want to do. And by the way, give us stars, give us thumbs. We all love all that shit. Um, Look, going back to this game itself, though, I, I, this Mayfield banter again, we, we, I think we've hammered it on the last podcast, so we won't go down the road. We all know this game and all these games are going to impact that decision, but all this is fair. And again, I want to repeat one thing. The Baker that I am seeing though, in these press conferences is feeling the stress is feeling the pressure. Here's the great news. I want to give a positive spin. If he does win, and he keeps winning, it's very good because he has a lot of pressure on him. And it's going to make him a better quarterback in bigger spots and later in the year and in playoff spots. And I want to say that again, the pressure he's feeling is good because it's going to make, if he can do this and he is as good as we thought he was at the end of eighteen, he will rise up and this will make him stronger. So far that litmus test has told us it's not going to happen right. sadly, right. but if you want to pot, I can't stare at this enough. In life, sometimes you don't have opportunities to succeed because you fail and you get fired or you fail and something else happens. In Baker's case, he has 10 games, 10, including one big one on Sunday again, an interdivisional game. So he has opportunities to do this. He's lucky. And, he, I, and again, I give Baker this one credit for everything this week. You can tell by his facial expressions and by his tone, he realizes what's in front of him. And he knows how serious this is. He gets it. It's a big deal. Uh, it's a big
0: to, deal. I have to tell you that after last season and after six games of this season that we are really getting to the point, at least for me, where um, I'm going to bring up my old favorite saying there, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> and, yeah. and on the yeah. field, Baker has shown us who he is. And I'm I'm really starting to accept the fact that this is just not working.
1: No, agree. I, I, agreed.
0: I, I hate to say it, I, I, I don't I don't say it with any sort of malice or with any sort of delight. Um, but at this point, I don't have expectations of anything more than hoping he protects the ball and hoping he gets rid of the ball. If those two things happen, that in itself would be a step forward from this week after last week. I I don't know what else to, I don't expect him to go out there and sling it. I don't expect them to go out there and have himself a game. I mean, he had a great first half with the Colts, but then he didn't even play a complete game that
1: game. The the one thing I will say again as a positive, he reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. And Favre had games like that against the Vikings. He had games like that where he shit the bed and Baker shit the bed last week. He had games like that too in his career. And that and his stats are up there with those similar guys. So let's hope that he continues through. Now, here's the now, here's my new favorite guy. I like Odell. I love his energy this week. So do his, I. His quote, <laughs> I'm pissed. At this point, I don't really care to keep trying to make myself look like a good guy to the world and all that shit. Tired of losing. Tired of losing good teams, end quote. I give Odell a mental high five. I love this. This is what we've all been feeling this week. This is what all I've been saying. He, for the he for the first time, I, this is why I'm very excited about this. He talks like, like at times we're being fair. It's been more individualistic. This is not. When he's saying I, he means we. He goes, and I know what he's saying here. He goes, I don't like this. I'm not happy. I don't think this is cool. I give Beckham a lot of credit. I love that quote. I thought it set the tone of like, I'm tired of this shit.
0: Well, and you can see even by his actions on the sidelines, when he was pulling those guys together, he pulled the wide receivers together at one point during the game. He's getting into people's asses. And again, we can do this game again too, and touch on the fact that when Tom Brady does it, it's a little bit different. It's Uh, received a little bit differently.
1: I I agree. It's like bat flipping. Remember, I told you, I'm like, no one cares if Jim Tomey bat flips. Lindor bat flips, everybody, everybody's got an opinion. And I'm not trying to make it a racial issue, but here's what I will say. Odell, we've said this in this podcast way too much. Odell gets picked on for whatever reason, way too much. Way too much. This week, he's done nothing wrong. I want to repeat. Odell Beckham Jr., his quotes have done nothing wrong. They've been appropriate. And on the mark,
0: and he's and, he, and and he and he's lucky if he gets one of the fifteen calls that he should get a game too. Um, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and and I and I and I, and you know, and the, the big the bigger thing here too. Before we go down the road, and I, I see Phillips' other comment because um, I think this is a big thing. I, I do want to touch upon real quick. We're going to go back to Baker. Can't believe it, Philip on Facebook. Remember, I'm not a Baker guy. Just hope he figures it out. And, Philip, you know, to your comment, I just want to go down a deeper road because I know what he means by that, or I think he, I think he does, but I'm going to interpret it as this. There's way too many people in Browns fandom who says if, you're, if you don't think or you don't like Baker, you don't like the Browns, you don't like Baker Mayfield, that's not what we're saying here. right? I, I, I kind of know what Philip's alluding to here. It's like I do too. I hope he figures it out. I, I, that's why I'm trying to give hope. That's why I'm trying to see some positive things. If you held a gun to my head in Vegas, do I think – he is the franchise leading quarterback down the road. I grit my teeth and whisper no. But do I think he can manage through the season and take the Browns through the playoffs? Yes. Does that mean he could be here for the long term? I don't know. I don't know. These 10 games are everything and that's what makes this fun. I, okay, that's what makes it fun. And and that's what and that is why th- this year it's been, you know in a way, all this stuff around it, playoffs no playoffs. It's made this year fun because we're going to actually know what's ahead. Yeah, and, but, and I, and I hope if, it's not draft picks. But that's but, the
0: thing. The problem is, Andy, if it is draft picks, you've got a team, as you said, offensively with big names, name plates that are ready to win, and now you are going to set them back three years.
1: I know, and this team can't do that. This team is ready to win, and you got Miles Garrett on defense. Um, the other thing, and Miles Garrett is a superstar. Which we're going to get to him in a second. So
0: Baker has to work out, or we are going to be miserable.
1: It's going to be fucking lonely. It's fun now. It could be really lonely in December. It could, I mean, it, 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 it could be mediocrity then. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't want that.
0: I mean, Brows, if, browser, if, browser, look, browser. If, that's my point is if Baker doesn't take the next step, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to well, keep him and just hope you can squeak draft? out nine and seven yeah, every by, year? By, by, by
1: way, how about this? Or are this you going to draft
0: and waste everyone's time?
1: How about this? The Browns go 10 and six. They make the playoffs. Don't be surprised in this podcast. I say, I thought Baker did a good job, but I think they should draft a quarterback still. First, second, third. Now that,
0: yeah, now that, that, look, if it's going to be for development over the next couple of years, and all right, I guess there is a way that they can do it and get away with it. But at at the same time, it's just frustrating because well, we can also bring this up, too. If they go 10-6, and six, I, I think that the winning record that that the Browns could end up with at the end of the season really just shows some of the increased disparities in talent between certain teams. Um, there are certain teams that are going to – it just feels like um, there's, there's enough separation there in talent that the Browns can pull away with, with I, more I... of those wins where in other seasons it's a little bit tighter.
1: I actually will say this. I and you're right to a point. I actually I think we've started to know who are the shit show organizations and who got who has their shit together.
0: Yeah. Because oh, yeah, Dallas, yeah because Dallas
1: Dallas is a shit show. When you the have giants. COVID, Giants are a shit show. Jets are a shit <clears> show. <throat> Those like and, and honestly, if this was Freddie Kitchens or Hugh Jackson going into this year, the Browns would go 3 and 13, 2 and 14. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's Stefanski is a good coach. And they have some good parts. And Andrew Barry and Deep have done a nice job. They really have. Not a nice job, a good job. They really have. Landry's been playing in broken ribs. I can't state this enough. He's the heart and soul of this team. For people who need a pick-me-up, I would listen to his press conference. I love listening to Landry. I just love his energy. Um, sure. Big, big, big fan. Uh, quote, it hurts, but depending on the play, whatever, at times it's bearable. We've done a good job making sure I get a little protection here and there throughout the week, end quote. Um Landry really speaks to the passion, and that's why again I can't say enough. Have you ever had broken ribs, buddy? I don't play sports. People can't. Well, even without
0: you can't. You can't even get comfortable to go to sleep with broken ribs. And this man's (laughs) out there playing
1: football. Um, it's it is. He's a tough SOB. God bless. Speaking about tough SOBs, (laughs) uh, Harrison's out of protocol. That's great news. He sounds like he's going to play this week. Carl Joseph sounds like a maybe. Phillips and Teller, I don't think you're going to see either one. They're out. Uh, Sendejo popped up this week. Looks like he's limited. Um, We'll see. But the bigger, I know, poor Sendejo. All you can do is kind of chuckle. Richardson, though, was the big injury. Sheldon Richardson, um, out of nowhere on Thursday, was on a bike. It's not a torn Achilles. It is just Thank an Achilles God. injury. Thank God. I don't know why I said Achilles. I'm like Achilles. But the, I, you get the vibe. He's going to be okay and play. But that they need Richardson because they're they have suddenly gotten thin. Larry Okunjobi, who's now healthy, but he's been having some issues here and there. They don't have the depth of tackle they once did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So Richardson not being there is a big deal. Remember, this is Joe Mixon. And Mixon, and by the way, it, it, but I don't want to go too far down. I don't give a fuck about the Bengals. If you're the Bengals, I know you have Joe Burrow. I would hand off the ball quite a bit to Mixon. I'm just saying. Just saying. And they won't. That Zach Taylor doesn't do it. He's a terrible coach. Fine by me. By the way, keep throwing the fucking ball. And Joe's really Fine good. Fine by me. And, and by the way, you, you you get encouraged by Joe, so I get it. But um, those are the injuries this week. Uh, my partner alluded to it. They're only three-point favorites the Browns are in the Roach, which for people who don't know in Vegas, you always give the home team three. So that basically is saying the Browns and Bengals game is even. Um, the quick totals, the even with Joe Burrow, the offense is still 25th. They did play much better against the Colts, though. The defense is rotten. They're bad. They're 25th overall. They're almost in the they are in the almost in the bottom uh five and rushing they're 27 so they're almost in the bottom five so this is a bad bad rushing team the browns should be able to bounce back offensive line kareem hunt dearness johnson the running game should be able to bounce back this week jared you should be able to get that bounce whack keep that in mind now the defense real quickly miles garrett has done a lot of wonderful things he is on his way to being defensive mvp if you can get Harrison back, and you can get enough out of these players who are running around, and hopefully Mac Wilson play, he was on camera this week, so hopefully he gets a little bit more of his feeling. You haven't felt Mac Wilson all year, no, not at all. Um, and you hope that you feel him in this game. Um, here's my quick prediction: I think the Browns win. I just think because there's too much talent, and I get the funny, funny feeling Baker's going to actually play well this week. Um, I can't put my finger on it. But I just think that knowing he's always played well against the Bengals, even on the road he's played well against Cincinnati, even in a loss last year, he, I mean, he had a couple of bad throws, but he played pretty well overall. And for whatever reason, and this is more in the Bengals, I, from what I can tell from Taylor, he's not going to hand the ball off. And so if they're not going to do that, I know the Browns will do enough to win. I think the score is in the high, the high, high 20s, low 30s, so something like 31-28 yep. Browns. Yep. Yep. Uh, is what I'm seeing. I, I really think, I think the line is right there. I think three is right at well, the line. And I think the Browns win.
0: I th- uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Browns win as well. And uh, I think they do it a little bit, a slightly, just a touch better, a, a, a touch easier than your prediction. And I'm looking more at
1: 35-24. Yep. And so, Philip Cordes agrees with you. He's got 38-21. And, um, and that's the <laughs> week. So, we'll obviously break it down Sunday night and see how the Browns do. Um, Again, a lot of people saying it's a must game. I don't know if I agree with that, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Phillip on Facebook, who's becoming a fan favorite, I love Phillip's energy. Um, He talked about Romeo Cornell, the the lineup for, uh, boy, poor Romeo. Poor Romeo. Such a nice man, just not a good head coach. Nice man, though. Nice man. Um, Just not a good head coach. This week's games to me, including what we're going to get to next in the college football, um, very good slate of games. Um, I love this slate. And for people who want to know what to watch afterwards, Niners at Patriots is a big game. Patriots need that game. They're two and three, so that's a good game to watch. I am, you know, if I were sitting back and like we weren't Browns fans, the Steelers Titans game is wonderful. I mean, that is a wonderful five and over five and zero, great game there. And then you got the Sunday night game, uh, which is Cardinals Seahawks. Love that game. That's in Arizona too. And then Bears and Rams, another great, great slate of games. Just a lot of fun games this week for people. who know, I love to pick games. Andy's candies on Best Friday Football's been fucking awful, three and eleven. Ugh, but here we go. We're gonna pick some winners. We'll get to that. In a, we'll get to that in a later show. Uh, but anyways, I love the Bills this week. You're gonna give away twelve. I would still take the Bills. Titans are only giving up one. I get the funny feeling the Steelers are gonna feel like champions and get the shit kicked out of them. I think the Steelers are just going to mow them over. Might be angry Browns fan reaction, but um, I just think the Titans. I love. Yeah, I
0: don't want. I I want to have that feeling, but I'm not going to express yeah. it because as soon as I do, uh, you know, karma and the way the world works, the Steelers will end up yeah. winning. So,
1: if you want a weird road dog, um, take the Jaguars to seven and a half, and I and don't. It's just because the Chargers are not good, and both those teams are not good. Hmm. But they're. I, I see that. I don't see the Jaguars winning. But seven and a half is tempting. Tempting to the point like i take Jacksonville. We'll see my picture right. Jared will laugh at me probably, but that's okay. And we got a good, and we'll we'll do that more. But anyways, that's the Browns. But now David Watson. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. The buckeys are back. What was that? I don't even like the fucking buckeys and the buckeys are back. That was like my impression of hanging on Sloopy. Was that terrible? It's all right. It's
0: oh, I wasn't all tracking. Right. I did not. Wow. I didn't, it didn't resonate.
1: That's fine. Look, Jared, Jared's got to get some coffee in him. And I clearly can't sing and have rhythm on, on, on microphone. We'll work good. on it. We'll work we'll on work it for the show. Pass. <laughs> Buckeyes are back. They're playing Nebraska at noon. Uh, the big noon show, which actually I'm starting to really like. They, I know it sucks, Phil. Leave me alone. <laughs> Buckeyes are, Buckeyes are back. Thank you. Uh, it was awful. Um, Buckeyes are back. I, I'm not a Buckeye fan. I I, I, just, I shouldn't know that song, uh, but I lived in Columbus forever. So let me ask you before we break down this team. Yep. I think this is an easy team to break down. I've been yep. listening to podcasts. <laughs> I've been reading through rundowns on yep. different shows and everything else. Mr. Buckeye, what do you think? 2020 Buckeyes, a little late, but better late than never, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, and really focused, really yeah. focused. Coach Day is not wasting any time. Um I I I mean I think this team is ready to come in and clean the floor basically walk away 8 and 0 and get ready for the college football playoffs. That that's where I that's where I stand with Ohio State right now. Um we've talked about some turnover on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not going to stress over that stuff. I've learned over the years to not come out with a strong opinion either way because a lot of times these kids come out and they come out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. wait! And all of a sudden, they're on your radar. There's a reason why Ohio State recruits as well as they do, and 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 part of that is it allows me as a fan to go. I'm not worried about it. Defense a years ago, it yeah. was stressful when we were talking about that that linebacker core, yeah, which was probably the worst in the entire. But that again, though, that that didn't last long. The very next season, the team. So there are going to be some questions defensively, but it's not something I'm going to stress about on the it, offensive side of the ball. You already know there's not,
1: a, it, there's, there's a two combo combination and obviously fields is very good, but I do want to say Chris Alave I think is going to be an absolute star yeah. and it would not surprise me. I'm going to, and I'm not, again, I'm not Mr. Captain Buckeye. I think Alave, if the year's right, could be in that Heisman running. That's how good I think that kid is. Alave pops out when you watch him play. He is an absolute, absolute star. And again, the whole team is around Justin Fields. I've heard this from many people, Jared, and reading experts who follow the Buckeyes. Um, I don't know if, if they're in the running because of Lawrence and A- ATN and Clemson, but the Buckeyes are 1A and 1B with Clemson. Meaning these, these two teams are so, so good on offense that they – the Buckeyes are gonna. The Buckeyes, It's gonna be hard. To keep well, the Buckeyes under and, 40. and, and we and can. I things. mean,
0: we can even talk about. Okay, a running back J.K. Dobbins is gone, right? Uh, Andy, that's not an issue. The Ohio State Buckeyes have not had an issue at running back with plug and play the next man up every single time. And Master Teague looked think, good last year. Master Teague is going no, no. to be a badass. Period. Yeah, you look good. you, you look saw good. it every time he would come in in the second half of every game last season. Basically, there is no drop off.
1: There's no yeah, drop good. off. And they got that transfer, Trey Sermon from Oklahoma. There you go. So, so they have they <laughs> have look offense. Look, we'll just do this quickly. Fields is going to be in the Heisman running. Yeah. Fields looks motivated. Day is a very smart coach. I don't see any negative there. I just told you about Chris Olave. The other big wide receiver gets a lot of banters. This guy Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. He has been labeled. I mean, I again Bucknuts, who Dave, for people don't follow, Dave Biddle's a good follow for Buckeye stuff. From reading the athletic. All these guys are labeling this guy, Garrett Wilson, will be the next big superstar. They are excited about him. He's going to be in the slot. So for people who want to know the new dude, that's the guy I've been hearing. And, and and you know, it's interesting. OSU recently hasn't been tight end heavy. Everybody loves this Luke, Luke Farrell, and they think tight ends are stacked this year. I mean, stacked. So, you know, the only other question, it's not even a question, Um, Right tackle may be a little shaky, but that's, but I don't even think it's shaky. The, uh, again, I'm going to repeat this. Keeping the Buckeyes under 40 is going to be challenging. (laughs) I really mean it. Jared. I'm serious. I mean, I'm Jared. I'm serious. Keeping the Buckeyes under 40 is is going to, it's going to be challenging. That's how talented they are now to the flip side of the ball. Um, Chase Young's gone. Right. Cornerbacks are gone. The cornerbacks, I think we'll go there first. I think that's easier. Everyone's high on Wade and Banks. Um, and Banks played last year. Banks stood out. Wade's good. Um, the bigger thing here is the safeties. Marcus Hooker and Proctor. Um, you know, I remember watching Proctor play. Proctor's not even starting. They think Hooker, this guy Hooker, is going to be starting. I think the secondary for the Buckeyes is going to be like, no big deal. Next guy, they're going to be flying around. They have started developing cornerback. It's very annoying as a Boilermaker fan. They are so talented in secondary. It's like, they'll be fine. I think these defensive ends, Zach Harrison gets talked about a lot. He's the next five star recruit's gonna be playing. Cooper is not as flashy, whatever else. But you know, Jared, when you have senior depth and linebacker, you hear these people's names and cornerback. I, I agree with you. I think everything will be fine. The only weakness, and this is a, this is from Ryan Day's mouth and experts, is up the middle of tackle on defense. That is the only question. That's okay. it. I mean, if that's your only question going it. into the year, I mean, what the fuck?
0: I think I'll take it.
1: I mean, look, this year, we'll have to see. We'll break it down after Nebraska game. I love – Ohio State's given up 26. I would take every one of those giveaway points and love it. And I don't think Nebraska's terrible. I just think that much about Ohio State. But here's the bigger thing about this team, too, in this season. It just feels like already, even before the ball's kicked off, Bama – Clemson, Ohio State, and then that fourth team will show its way up. But even more importantly, it's already to me to me, Ohio State Clemson, you can feel the re- you can feel that game coming down. Yeah,
0: I don't normally like counting my chickens or acting like it's just an automatic given. I understand that they've got to step onto the football field every Saturday. I understand that they have to go out there and prove it yeah. and that they can't mail it in. They can't have a – was it Virginia Tech a few years ago? Yeah. They can't have – although that worked out still. Nonetheless, the point (laughs) being, they can't take anyone for granted. At the same time, this feels feels like as much of a just gimme season as I've felt in a very long time for Ohio State – walking out onto the field and just destroying because if that secondary of- is as good as they are as they are supposed to be oh. you're not only talking about offensive points you're talking about takeaways and even more offensive points and I mean it just doesn't it doesn't, a lot it doesn't seem fair right now it doesn't it's seem a- fair and do not forget the Buckeyes are going to put up a hundred against against that team up north
1: I mean it's it's a lot of talk Doug Wicker <laughs> good, good friend of mine great friend of the show Larry Johnson will get those defensive tackles up to you quickly. I agree with yeah. you, Wick. Yeah, I'll exactly. even go I mean, step. I'll even go. I'll give him a step further because of the secondary and because of the talent on the ends. It's just gonna. It, it, and you have enough experience in linebacker. I think the defensive <laughs> tackle right thing is a little bit on the road. Marissa McCool, who's from Minneapolis, she makes a great point, and I actually do want to talk about this quickly before we get back to the Buckeyes. I love the Gophers on Saturday. They are actually a home dog, plus three with a returning quarterback returning star wide receiver stud, and they came off a great year. I love the Gophers on Saturday night. Love them against Michigan. Love them. I actually think Minnesota has a chance of winning the West. I really, really do. Okay. I really do. I, I, I. Wisconsin's got this big flashy quarterback who everybody's high on, but I do love when you have one of the best. I mean, all all Big Ten wide receiver. Second all team quarterback coming back and fleck. I think Minnesota's ready to roll. I think Minnesota's gonna be tough to beat. And I'll give my two cent Purdue opinion that we'll drop the ratings here in a second. Rondo Moore's very good, but it sucks that Brahms got COVID and he can't coach against this Saturday against um, Iowa. I I I just wish he was there. Um, I Purdue has got the talent and the speed. It stinks because you wish they could put it all together more with Rondo Moore because Rondo Moore's a pro. But Purdue, Sally, still a year away. That sucks. But if you get get quick predictions, I mean, is there any debate? It's Ohio State. And by the way, Penn State lost their best running back, Brown, for the year. He might come back later. So Penn State's dinged. Michigan, I don't believe the Joe Milton hype. I just don't. I don't think he's as good as people what say. Is Michigan, what is that? What have they done to show you anything? I, Michigan State's in transition. Rutgers is yep. Rutgers. I think. I think Ohio State, folks, easy. Easy. I think you're going to see Clemson-type spreads. Clemson's a 46-point paper against Syracuse this weekend. 4-6. Oh. 4-6. You're going to see those kind of lines for I State. That's
0: dirty. 4-6
1: <laughs> <That's
0: dirty. six laughs> against
1: Syracuse. That is nasty. And by the yeah. way, Clemson. Clemson last week. Real quickly on Clemson. They played Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Final score for people who didn't see it, 73-7. to seven. Mm. Not close. It was almost at 50 points at halftime. Mm. That's the kind of stuff. That is the one thing I've noticed about college football and the pros. Because of COVID, if you don't have your shit together, you just don't lose. You get embarrassed. Embarrassed. I love Wicker. Wicker's a great sense of humor. To be fair, Syracuse is coming off oh,
0: uh, a yeah. home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what has happened to the Donovan McNabb? What has happened to the McPherson days of the, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sure Jim Brown is angry. My gosh, what has happened to once mighty Syracuse? Terrible. Anyways.
0: Like um has rest re- in peace.
1: Yeah. Re- real quickly back on the Buckeyes. I can't state this enough. I, I, it has been a weird year, as we all know. We won't even get into that again. I've, I have loved college football. I always do. And I've been enjoying it. It, it's great to see on your scoreboard lineup, Purdue versus Iowa, Nebraska, Nebraska, Ohio State, Minnesota playing at home again, and in the big jug against Michigan. It's just good to see that tonight's um, Friday, we're doing a show on Friday, tonight's um, Wisconsin, Illinois. It's good to see it.
0: It's good. Yeah. To see it. uh, there's a hole. There's a hole in our football hearts when the big 10 isn't playing. It's
1: Period. just, it's just weird. And by the way, I, even though I'm not a diehard by far, as you can tell, it's going to be nice too, to see Oregon and USC and all this. To, it, we need all these things back. It just it's it's felt light. Yeah,
0: just do it's, it safely. Take care of yourselves and be careful yes. and all that good stuff.
1: Yes, know. all that good stuff. But but um yes, all that to be said.
0: Especially uh, as we're coming into the winter and things are starting to heat up. Heat up,
1: heat up. Unfortunately, um, as you before you ask me my final thoughts, I'm going to wrap up on this tonight. Um, I know people don't give <clears> a fuck <throat> about baseball, and I could see it by the ratings. I will say the World Series is very good, and it's and it's an and it's a great it's a great study of um, high rolling Dodgers with all their money. And the Marlins, I think are the only two, I know the Marlins have less, but Tampa Bay is in the bottom two or three in payroll. Um, It is a fascinating series. It has been good baseball. It's been very competitive. It's good to have some fans there. It's one, one right now. I will be watching tonight. And I'll tell you right now, I will be into the World Series. I w- for people who want to know, I would watch it. I think it's worth your time. It's been a very, very good World Series two games in. I've,
0: I've enjoyed peaked, it. I've peeked in. I, I peeked in, which for me, which for me right now is saying a lot. Um, it is. I've right? peeked in. And there's, can I just, I, I've never expressed this, but I, I don't know whether this is okay or
1: not. I love Mookie Betts play. Oh, he's good. That was a bad trade. The Red Sox are finally getting punished for a bad, bad, bad trade.
0: Defensively is something else to watch on the field.
1: He is worth every dime and nickel. Every dime and nickel. And by the way, for people out there wondering, is Lindor going to the Dodgers? Corey Seager is playing out of his shoes right now. (laughs) I mean, he is having a playoff run i i i i heard them on a and i said the same thing I'm like look i love lindor but Corey seager my god you're sitting him down he is playing unbelievable anyways um it's a great series it comes down to one thing the dodgers have no starting pitching outside of kershaw and bueller bueller in his tight pants and that's it everything else in that team though they can hit the hell out of the ball and it'd be fun to see kevin cash win right as a former indians you know sidekick of tito it'd be fun to see him win by the way, Yanni Diaz playing well is annoying. I'm happy for him, but it's annoying. Jake Bowers, you know, sipping coffee somewhere. I don't want to talk about it.
0: Hey, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, uh, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond. Did
1: that trade work out? No.
0: Shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com, Andy and J A R I D at gmail.com. We are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at WaitingForNextYear.com. Uh, check out the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Uh, we're gonna have to that. That's gonna be updated really soon. So you know what? Yes. Don't even don't even bother checking it out right now. We'll tell you when to check it out. Maybe <laughs> it about a month. Uh, Go to Facebook. Go to Facebook. And, uh, Facebook's fun. We are soon to be officially a part of Evergreen Podcasts. Yes, Andy. Final thoughts.
1: Um, I Doug Wicker and I are University of Toledo alums, also fraternity brothers. I cannot wait for the Rockets. I have no idea how they're going to do, but I always support the Rockets. Love Toledo. I was excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm on sports all the time. When I saw the slate, I'm like, holy shit, the Mac's playing? So it was good to see that coming out. I'm glad to see the Mac is back. Um, I'm excited about that. Again, I was great to see the slate of games this week in college football. It's my favorite sport by far. And again, the Baker Mayfield machine is back. The quotes, the banter, the talk has been on full go. For people who don't like it, I apologize but it's full go back. And thank you to Marissa McCool, Doug Wicker, Philip Cords. All you guys are great. We love all the comments. Check us out on Sunday. And Holly Wetzel and I on Wednesday. Best fries in football today. Meyer, prior, By the way, Coach Urban Meyer talks about why he took the Ohio State job on this podcast. It was an interesting answer. You'll have to tune in to listen to it. I can't tell you here. We need the clicks. We need the clicks. Click on us. Click on it. If you like me, click on it. Click on this too. Click on, click on oh it. Oh
0: god, Andy, enough with the desperation. <laughs> He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. Oh. Come on, Baker.
1: Come on, Baker. We got this. You Take got care. opportunities. Boiler up. Talk again Eat soon. those hot guys.
0: We better be coming back here and doing a, a victory Monday.
1: Oh, show. Victory Sunday night. Victory Sunday nights. Oh yeah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's normal. <laughs> Again, another another day where my you know I'm not awake. Weird.
1: Can cool. can the can the Buckeyes score 70? I think they can.
0: Ooh. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if they're well,
1: they might. They might. Hopefully. I don't think it's gonna be this week, but I can see a Georgia Tech Clemson score coming by. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye bye.
0: Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com
1: forward slash Cleveland and Beyond on Twitter at CLE and Beyond or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website,
0: clevelandandbeyond.net.